Well, it is Tuesday evening and the Pittsburgh Penguins still do not have a general manager. To start today's episode, we're going to get into what we know about the Kyle Dubas and the GM situation and what we think we know about the situation that's coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at Ellen Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here is our today's show thing, or our little graphic for YouTube. At least Kyle Dubas speculation, something into Eddie Olchek, and we'll get into a preview for the Stanley Cup final. So, this all this Kyle Dubas speculation, it is getting me ready to taking off my hat here. Just rip my hair off. That that is that is what I want to do here. Yes, I have very long hair right now. Probably gonna have to get a cut this week. I have a wedding to go to this weekend. But I am just so sick and tired of this. At the end of the day, I just I want this to be over with. No matter what, whether Dubas takes it, whether he doesn't, someone else gets hired. I am so sick of this. Let us examine though. What we know, the facts. Kyle Dubas was here last week, got here, what, Tuesday, stayed for a couple days, met with Sidney Crosby, met with members of the Penguins PR. That came courtesy of Taylor Haas, credit her for the report, was confirmed by Chris Johnston, was confirmed by Elliot Friedman. We also know that the Fenway Sports Group, of course, who own the Penguins, they said to Kyle, the offer is yours or the job is yours. Take the weekend, mull it over, get back to us when you can. Well, we still don't know. Actually, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Park that. Fenway Sports Group was in Monaco this weekend. They went to the F1. They're now back. And that's where we stand. Now, we don't know whether he is still in. And honestly, I figure we probably would know if he rejected them by now. I am recording this at about 8 o'clock on Tuesday evening for this episode. Hoping I'll have a full GM episode on Wednesday. If Kyle Dubas declined the Penguins, wouldn't we have found that out? It would be so easy. You just send a text to Elliot Freeman, Jeff Merrick, Pierre LeBron, Renal Lavoie, any insider out there. Kevin Weeks, too. Hey, I declined it. The Penguins are moving on. Boom. That tweet goes out there, gets a bunch of retweets and likes. It gets the word out to the fans. Boom. But no, that hasn't been reported at all. In fact, we saw Mark Madden today of 105.9X. So say what you want about him. And trust me, I am not a big Mark Madden fan. I think he's loud and obnoxious and just says some very weird stuff. His hockey takes are odd. He's also gone at me a few times throughout the last few years. He's gone after people I like. You know, I'm, I, just not like cup of tea. If you like him, totally fine. Again, I'm not going to judge you if you do. But he said on his show today, to start it, that Dubas and FSG were finalizing a deal to make him the GM. He didn't say it was done, but he said it was likely that they were finalizing it and they haven't announced it because he was assessing the staff. That report has not been confirmed nor denied. 
But it was funny. Frank Cervalli did a radio hit on Sportsnet. And he said he wasn't hearing that. But then went on to say, I, I have the full quote here in front of me, actually. I, I have the entire quote here in its entirety on my phone. So I transcribed it. He says, there's been a lot of smoke in the last 24 hours that Kyle Dubas has, in fact, turned down the Penguins, but I don't feel comfortable reporting that. So Frank is just guessing. That is what he is doing here, people. He is purely speculating and purely guessing. He goes, it seems like there's an indication that the Penguins and FSG, they have re-engaged with some other people that were they were previously considering, which would lend to speculation that Kyle Dubas has turned them down. Again, it's pure speculation. He's not even reporting this. And no one else has come, gone out there with a report that Dubas has declined the job. He also says, but again, nothing I'm comfortable sharing in any official way. That's just sort of the vibes I've been getting, calls that I've been chasing the last 24 hours. He's guessing, people. He's speculating. That is why I am so over the speculation part. All I can say is this. If he was out, I think we would know by now. And honestly, I think they would have a new GM in place. I could be dead wrong on this. And maybe news comes out on Wednesday where it's like, oh, hearing Kyle Dubas did, did reject the job. Matthew Darsh is going to be the new GM. Just confirmed it. That could very well be the case. But right now, considering that I heard that FSG wanted a response on Monday, funny enough, Memorial Day, and then we didn't really get anything today except Madden's report, that would honestly lead me to believe that they are finalizing this deal for Dubas. And also, remember, I think it was Elliot that said this. And that Fenway was looking to maybe fill out a staff of whoever the new GM is with people they interviewed. So could Kyle and the FSG ownership be doing that? That I think is something to very much think about. But I'm sorry, I'm just not subscribing to the notion that Dubas is out. It has not been officially reported, has not been leaked by anything or anyone. So until that happens, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that report with a grain of salt. And also, in a way, take what Mark is saying with a grain of salt. Now, I do understand he does have, and I understand Frank is more of a national guy, but Mark like does have, I think, more legitimate sources with the Penguins. He's been around the team a long time. It is rare when he reports something on the team. I think the last time he actually did it was the Jack Johnson thing, that which he got right. Give credit where credit's due. He got that right when it came to the five-year term and the money. I believe Jason Mackey was covering the team at the time. He had it a couple of days later. Mark had the deal before free agency started. So I'm not, so again, he is credible at times. He doesn't usually report stuff. He just spews off, uh, you know, into the abyss on the radio. But there is potentially something there. Again, I'm taking it with a small little grain of salt right now because no one else is reporting it. But no one else is really fully, you know, going against it either. So, you know, it, it, it kind of reads like to me, it's a source off. You haven't seen Rob Rossi or Josh Yowie speak about it. Elliot Freeman hasn't said anything about it. None of the national other guys have said anything about it. Honestly, my friends, I don't fully think anyone knows other than Kyle Dubas and the Fenway Sports Group ownership. So, you know, fully believing this person or fully believing this other person, I think it's just a waste of time until we actually get confirmation. Like, like a leak tweet. 
hearing hearing this from Elliot Finger, something like that, or the Penguins releasing a news dump saying like, oh, welcome Kyle or welcome whoever this. Once that happens, then we can all talk about another stuff. But right now, this is all speculation. You know, Mark had his report. No one else has confirmed it. Frank talked about his thing on the radio, but he's not even reporting it. He's just basically spitballing slash guessing. And no one has said that in recent days. Elliot late last said on his podcast that Fenway was thinking that he was going to take it. Chris Johnson was saying he expects him to take it. Steve Dangle on his show with Adam Wild were expecting he was going to take it. Honestly, it seems like Frank is the only one out of anyone that is saying that Dubis is not taking it. So, you know, we'll have to see. Oh, oh, otherwise, my friends, I am just so sick and tired when it comes to just this this whole this whole thing. I I, I cannot with this anymore. I'm I'm so tired of it. So, you know, that wraps up this first segment. Coming up. In the second segment, we'll get into the latest on a Eddie Olchek rumor that he could be joining the organization. Get my thoughts on that before we will preview this Stanley Cup final later on in the show. But before we get into that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start taking out their games because I didn't really have time in the morning. I wanted better gut health, more energy, a better optimized immune system. I don't really like taking pills and vitamins. So you're probably wondering, what is this stuff? Well, with one scoop of athletic greens, you're sorting set by high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you help you start your day right. This special brand of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. It's also lifestyle friendly. We eat keto, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free. It also costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It also has over seven thousand five star reviews, and is recommended by numerous professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at Elmerstall Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So let's get into our second topic, which is what's going on with Eddie Olchek. So Rob Rossi on WPXI's Final Word, he basically just dropped a little nugget that, oh, they could be something about Eddie Olchek. And then he just did like a weird face, like, like that. And like, everyone was like, wait, what? So it's funny enough. I had heard this last week that Olchek was going to be hired in a role above the GM and president of hockey operations. Like if it's Dubas, for example, he would be above him, but he really wouldn't have any say in the hockey related decisions. I've heard that he's going to be the team president. He's going to be like a mouthpiece to ownership, just Brian Burke, basically. He's not going to have any power in hockey-related decisions. He's just going to be there to talk to season ticket holders, you know, meet other people surrounding the organization and go to ownership if something comes up. Again, just the Brian Burke thing. And if that's all he is, I am fine with it. He knows the organization. Remember, he coached here all those years ago. So I am fine with him for that part. What I would not be fine with is if he's like the president of hockey ops and he's just like actually filtering in with roster decisions because 
I don't really think he knows what the heck he's doing when it comes to just building a team. You know, he has some very weird takes on the broadcast. You know, I don't know why he's getting, how do I want to say this? It is funny, I guess, that he's getting quite a few interviews. He got uh, very far along in the Flyers uh, president of hockey operations job. He was actually the runner up for it. But it would be a different role here from what I am told. And again, if he's just coming in there to talk to season ticket holders and just talk to ownership group and talk to other people surrounding the organization, I am totally okay with that. You could probably do a lot worse than something like that. Do the Penguins need him? No. You know, you honestly could just hire someone to run your hockey ops and, and you don't really need Eddie. But in terms of having a mouthpiece to go to ownership, I think that's fine. You know, the Fenway Sports Ownership Group is very hands-off anyway. I'm sure they just want someone to report to them that, hey, everything's going good here. You know, Eddie pays attention to the team and to the league as a whole. You know, he knows the organization. I think it's fine in that regard. I know I don't really know who else he interviewed for the role. And I think Rob was the first one to mention Eddie. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I didn't know what role it was at the time, but I was told on Friday that it was for team president, assuming it goes through. That that's just that that's what I have been told, everyone. So and everyone's probably everyone's gonna make the horse jokes and all this other stuff. It was weird. He, during the broadcast, I think the, the Panthers hurricane series, he was kind of going after Tolski a little bit and just the hurricanes in general. I think it was like right after Tolski was eliminated. That was a little weird. You know, maybe he didn't want Tolski getting the uh, GM job. I remember hearing it on the broadcast and thought that was a little just odd, but it definitely looks like he will be making his return whenever this whole thing is finalized. So again, those are, I guess just my main thoughts when it comes to Eddie Olchek. And there's really not much else to say. He's not going to factor in on hockey decisions. He's going to be a mouthpiece to ownership. He's going to be there for season ticket holders and whoever else wants to meet him. And he'll smooth things over with other people in the organization. If that needs be, he'll be, he gets a free pass to games, free food, free drinks, free passes to games. That's it. That's probably all he's going to be. So at the end of the day, it is really not a big deal for me. So that wraps it. This is a shorter segment than normal. I just, there really wasn't too much to say on it other than just those thoughts. So let me know what you all think down in the comment section for YouTube. Do you think this will be a good move? Do don't, do not think this will be a good move? And let me know what you think about the Kyle Dubas speculation as well. Coming up to end the show, we're going to preview the Stanley Cup final and why I think this could be a really fun final this year. So that's coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elmer Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Stanley Cup final, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in six games. I go over for two of my conference final predictions because I am a complete idiot. And we will get the Golden Knights versus the Florida Panthers. We will have a first-time Stanley Cup winner. This season, the Golden Knights in the first Stanley Cup final since 2018. The Fort Panthers, their first final since 96. And this has the makings of a very fun final. Vegas, Aiden Hill has been great. 
love him as an option for the Penguins, but I still get a little nervous that he would <laughs> turn into a pumpkin if they signed him this summer. Um, Mark Stone's been great. Jack Eichel, seeing him in the final after everything he went through in Buffalo was awesome. Chandler Stevenson's turned into a good player. The storylines of Florida giving Vegas two players for free, thanks to Dale Talon, is obviously a big one in this series, those two players being Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. Brandon Montour is obviously on the Panthers. A lot of former Sabres here. Sam Reinhardt's there. A lot of a lot of former Buffalo Sabres, which I find cool. I don't think the Buffalo Sabres fans care, but you know, it's, it's something cool to point out at least a little bit. But these are two fast, highly skilled teams, two teams that are getting great goaltending, two teams that are playing well defensively. And I think, and I think it's going to make for a great and I mean a great series between the two teams. I'm going to pick against Florida again because I've done it three times in a row. I'm, I'm going to go Knights and seven. Now that I say this, you all know the Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup. That's just how it's going to go, right? You, you, you know it. Matthew Kachuk has had a playoff run for the ages. If the Panthers do win this, he gets the con smite, in my opinion. You can easily argue for Sergei Bobrovsky. He has been electric for the Panthers, been the best goalie in the playoffs. But I would still give it to Kachuk because without him, the Panthers are not in here for this situation. Bruce Cassidy, first season at the helm, gets the Knights to the final. Wonder what Bruins fans are thinking right now when it comes to that. Even though they just won 65 games, didn't mean crap in the playoffs. What are they thinking right now that that Bruce Cassidy has led the Knights to a Stanley Cup final in his first season at the helm? He is a very, and I mean a very good coach. I think this is going to be a long, grinding series. Kachuk versus Stode is going to be such a great battle. Two players who are absolute psychopaths on the ice. They get under the opposition so easily. It is going to be an absolute treat to watch that. Brandon Montour has been awesome defensively for Florida. You got Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo for Vegas. You can go Aaron Eckblad on the Panthers. Two juggernauts at the top of the defense there. Sasha Barkov, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson. All these guys. Riley Smith, William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault. Carter Verhey, you go down the list. Anthony Duclair. This team is good. Well, both teams, I should say, are awesome. And I can't wait to see what happens in this series. Special teams will obviously be a big key. Florida's had a really good power play during the playoffs. Vegas has been so-so. Vegas, I think, has been mostly very good. Goaltending, can Aiden Hill keep it up? Sergey Borowski is going to be very tough to beat ever since coming in for Alex Lyon. He's just turned into God, which is crazy to think about. Paul Maurice has done a pretty decent job adjusting to whatever style he has to go up against. It's just I'm just annoyed that we have to wait until Saturday to get this. I, I am. I, I am very annoyed. It sucks that we have to wait four more days for a Stanley Cup final. But I'm super excited about this. It's it's a final that I don't think anyone really expected coming into this season, especially in the playoffs, but I think it's one that's going to be a lot of fun. And will the ratings be a bit down? Sure. You know what? Who cares? I'm not really that 
that nervous about it. All I can say is I'm jealous of anyone that gets to cover it. You get to go to Vegas and Fort Lauderdale. Two vacation spots. The reporters won't want to leave. (laughs) That's that's, going to be hilarious. But no, I'm going to take the Knights and seven. I'm I'm doing this a little bit just because of the Panthers and how I picked against them three, three times in a row. But Vegas comes in as the favorite. I think the Panthers like it that way. They've been underdogs in three straight series. But Vegas, I think they're deeper. I think they're a bit faster. They're getting the goaltending. And I think they're top-end talent. Even I know Kachuk is on the other side. Might be too much for the Knights to handle. And that's why I'm going to go with Vegas to win the Stanley Cup final. Let me know what you think down in the comments. Who is going to win this year's Stanley Cup? Will it be Vegas or will it be Florida? So that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. A little bit of a shorter one today. Looks like it's clocking in about 21, 22 minutes. Hopefully, again, this is the last time we have to do all this annoying speculation about Kyle Dubas and all this. I I really think we're hours, if not maybe a day, a day and a half away from this finishing up. I would be stunned, my friends, if a hire is not made before game one of the Stanley Cup final, which is set to begin this upcoming Saturday. I, I would be very surprised in that regard. So thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate it. I'll talk with you all again on Wednesday.